Welcome to Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ. My name is Brianna, and today we are going to dig deeper into who you are in Christ and the confidence that you should have in that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have so much to be confident in, not putting that confidence in your flesh or in your own ability, but first of all, your confidence in the Lord's love for you, in the fact that you are chosen, that you were chosen from the foundations of the world, the fact that God made a plan to rescue you, the fact that the Holy Spirit has called you and is speaking to you, and you can be confident in this. You can be confident that whenever you go before the Father and you ask Him to give you His spirit of wisdom and revelation, that yes, He will. Jesus says this in Luke chapter 11, that if we ask, if we who are, he, it's just, I love it. I love it, Jesus. He says, if you who are wicked know how to give your children good things, and Jesus is speaking, comparing us to God, you may say like, well, I'm not wicked. I'm a good mom. I try to do my very best to like give my kids organic foods and make sure they're on a schedule and I do their homework and every night and clothe them and love them. I do my best. You might feel the hair rising up on the back of your neck whenever Jesus says you're a wicked parent, (laughs) but he's comparing us to God. He's comparing us, relatively speaking, to our Father in heaven, which is how we should always compare ourselves, not so we feel bad, but just so that we can know we have a Father that is better and more generous and more thorough and more caring and more able to provide for us than anything we can do for our own children, as much as we love them. So Jesus says, if you who are wicked, when your son asks you for an egg, would you give them, Would you give your son a scorpion? No way. You would not give your son a scorpion. I mean, how that's real, really wicked. You know, like, Johnny's been bad lately. I'm going to put a scorpion in his egg salad sandwich. So when he takes a bite at school, then he'll really know that he should make his bed and not back talk his mom. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we, we don't do that instinctively unless... You're somebody that's on drugs or you're 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 way far gone. Even people like that, they don't do that to their kids. Um, so he's saying if we know how to just give our kid the basics when they ask for bread, do we give him a stone? No. If he says, Mom, can I have some fish? Are we gonna give him a snake? No. And God, when we ask him for the Holy Spirit, Jesus specifically says when we ask for the Holy Spirit. Will he give us something evil? No way, Jose. Our Father in heaven is going to give you the best. When you come before him and say, God, I want you to use me. I want to to find my place in the body of Christ. I want to have revelation to understand your word. Is he going to give it? Yes, he is. And the, the very first place we need to start is confidence and faith in who he is and who God is, that he is a loving father with the best intentions for us. And that is very difficult for some of you. Some of you have a hard time um, when you go to church, you feel like 
you're trying to impress God and get his attention. And if I do all these things right, then I'll answer my prayers. Because maybe you've had a bad experience with your own father. Maybe you've had a bad experience with men in general or with authority figures in general. And so then you feel like God is far away. God is harsh. God is just about rules. I mean, even the best well-meaning believers in Jesus Christ can just get all about rules because that's how they've been raised and and they're light on grace, heavy on rules. And God is heavy on grace and he is also a God of justice and he is, yes, God does call sin, sin. So I'm not saying that, but I'm talking about our emotional response to God, our faith response to God. Many times we are... Eh, we're we're in a bad place and we we think when we get saved that we leave everything at the cross but sometimes there are certain attitudes that make us feel safe and self-protection is one of those attitudes some people will live in a in a feeling of rejection and that's their friend rejection make it it, it creates an identity in you if you've been rejected by a father um if you've been rejected by a family maybe you grew up in a dysfunctional family, even if that family was a Christian family, a dysfunctional family. And so therefore, it's hard to wrap your brain and your heart around the fact that God loves you. And here, it says that God gives us more than we can ask or imagine, and that he wants to, and that he wants to bless us. It says, out of his glorious riches. Now, I was having a conversation around the dinner table the other day with my sister-in-law and my husband and some friends. And my sister-in-law was saying, like, when we first got married and my husband, Ethan, would go go back to your parents' house and he would just, like, get in their refrigerator, I would be like, Ethan, oh, my word, what are you doing? And he was like, what? It's my parents' fridge. They don't care. And my parents have an open fridge policy. Not everybody does. And, and then my husband, Caleb, and my sister-in-law, Emmy, is like, yeah, not every family lives like that. But my family, I growing up did. If you were hungry, you were allowed to eat something in the fridge. And if mom saw you getting something that was for dinner, she would be like, oh, nope, 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 that's for dinner. But we weren't shamed about it. So um, in the same way, we need to know that we can go and raid God's fridge. He wants to give you he wants to give you spiritual blessings. And we need to have confidence in that, that you can just go into God and say, okay, I know that this is mine because my Father in heaven has given it to me. And so this prayer in, in Ephesians 3, when it says that out of his glorious riches, we need to pray that he strengthens us with power through his spirit in our inner being. And now I did a whole YouTube video on this specific prayer. So if you want to watch and get more, you can go to my YouTube channel, Revealed Ministries, and see that. And it's also on my website. Um, but we need to pray that God will strengthen us through his spirit in our inner being. The Holy Spirit will do it. How many of you pray for God to strengthen you in your inner being? You might do workouts. You might be somebody who, you know, does marathons. You exercise. You do whatever the new trend is, Pilates. You, you've got yourself really physically fit, but are you spiritually fit? You need to pray this for yourself. Pray it for your spouse. 
daily, God, strengthen my husband in his inner being so that Christ may dwell in his heart through faith. Increase his faith, Lord. Strengthen my children. Increase their faith. And it says he wants us to pray that we will be rooted and established in love. See, our faith, when we begin to understand that we have a good father who loves us, our faith will begin to increase. And if you read the Gospels, Jesus says over and over and over that it is by faith that God can work miracles in our lives, that God can work in our lives. And the first miracle is the miracle of salvation. And the second miracle after that is the miracles of our hearts, not just physical miracles, although it's not limited to heart miracles, but the transformation of us from the inside out is when our inner beings are strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. As the faith grows in us, and as we're rooted and established in love, then God can do this work inside of us that is so transformative that if you don't see somebody, like if if you don't see somebody for 10 years or five years and then you see them again, they're gonna be like, you are not even the same person because God has done such a transformative work in your life and your identity is in Christ. And no longer is your identity in rejection if you were rejected by family members. No longer is your identity in fear of failure, that you're a failure, you're gonna be a failure your whole life, you'll never live up to anything. No longer is your identity in um, in just being the best you can be, and if you make a mistake, then you're out. So pride, you know, no longer is your identity in those things. You're rooted and established in love. And it says in this passage that it is, the power of God that gives us the ability to be rooted and established in love and to know the love of God, which is beyond human knowledge. So with your brain, you can't comprehend this. In fact, if I'm saying this and it just sounds like, you know, like Charlie Brown's teacher, then you need to say, strengthen me, God, in my inner being so I can know this love. I want to know your love. I want to wake up to you. I don't spiritually wake up to you. I want to be driven by your love and comprehend it. And I'm not talking about just having an emotional experience. I'm talking an experience that transforms you. Yes, so your emotions are impacted, but it's not an emotional experience. It's an inner peace that is so great that it impacts the rest of your life. So when we get into Ephesians 4, tomorrow, and we start talking about Ephesians 4, we're going to say this, this ability to go before our good father has so transformed me because his love is transforming me and not just me by myself, but it's transforming my relationships and how I interact with other people. And thanks be to God, because that is the most important thing in life is relationships is the most important thing in life. So I'm going to leave you with that. So today, as you do your study and you're digging into week four, I mean, chapter four, not week four, <laughs> we're in week six. If you're digging into chapter four, really seek the Lord for his wisdom and his revelation and his love. So be blessed and we'll see you tomorrow for week six, day three. <laughs>